Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. I hope your day's going well. So we got a busy, busy day today. And tomorrow we're going to do, are we going to do a Crosshawk Unhinged from Indy? If, uh, yeah, I think if we can find a, uh, I don't think we can probably sit in Radio Row and say some of the stuff in a, you know, high volume level. No, no. So you may have to like settle into your own bedroom at your, or hotel room or something like that. We'll do it from one of our hotel rooms. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're together with the guys. Or maybe the lobby of one of the hotels and just start swearing. Yeah, just, just, just see who notices. Carm's talking about dingleberries and pubic hairs and toilets. Did you hear that yesterday from him? No. Oh, yeah. He said, oh, I want to talk to the guys about this this week. And then they prodded him and tried to get him into, come on, what are you talking about? And then, yeah. He's going to hold that. Oh, I look forward to this yeah. conversation. No, he, he gave up some of it, but like he, he, had, a, he had a gripe. He had a gripe. And he wanted to bring it. You know, he had a gripe about that. Yeah. About, it looks like some people are manscaping in some of the bathrooms around here. And why oh, is that? no. Yeah. Why? That's. I know people shave in this <laughs> yes. bathroom. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, that's weird. I've, I've, I've talked to you about that before. Yeah. I don't know if it's a security guard or a weather guy. I've narrowed it down to two. It's either a security guy or a weather guy. I think it's one of the security guys you that do? does it pretty regularly. Yeah. But a Carm thought that, that there was a perpetrator on the seventh floor as well as down here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll learn about it tomorrow. All right. I, I look forward to that. Um, so we're off to uh, Indy after the show. We'll drive. Uh, it's about a two and a half hour ride yeah, from it's, downtown. It's, it's a simple ride. It really is. That way we're, we're, we're there when the, when the dawn comes. And you we, said the dawn, right? Dawn. Dawn of a new football day. <laughs> I'm glad. I thought I heard a G there. <laughs> And we're ready to go. Did you guys hear it, G? We, no. have an, we have an early morning appointment tomorrow. Yes, we're we meet, do. We're meeting some people. We're yeah. shaking some hands. Yes, we are. We're networking. We're yep. going to be talking to people. We're going to be and then tomorrow out night some stuff. We're going to try to get somebody a little loopy and see if we can get yes. some some secrets out of that person. Yeah, I've always heard about going to these baseball meetings, about getting these general managers lubed up, and then finding out some stuff. We'll try to do that yeah. on the football front. Yes. And I remember last year when Cap and Hoodie went, because they do the morning show, they had a very early, they had the early bird uh, reservation, and Cap had his iPad. Remember this controversy? He's had his iPad with him because it was iPad. a game or yeah, something. Yeah, they're a Bulls game for, playing wow. for the big who are the, 10 seed. Who are these Bulls that you speak of? The ones of? who lost to the Pistons for the second time. Um, and like... So they didn't see really many general managers. We have, because by the time the show ends, now that we're on until 6.30, that's 7.30 indie time. Then we're going to go freshen up. And then our, I don't think our reservation is till like 8.30. So it, it's, it's a good late night reservation. Just Maybe go back and get a quick shave. I'm not, I don't think I need oh, okay. to. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm like kind of in every couple three if, days. I'm shaves. just saying it. You'll have time if Tyler wants to go back to the hotel and get a quick shave in. He could probably. I do shaved so. today, so I didn't have to do it in India. I didn't pack a razor. Neither did I. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of like on that cycle where I could go for now three days without shaving. 
But I, I got to share with you something that Tyler said um, later in the show about what he thinks he can do better than anybody at the radio station combine-wise. Really? Yeah, that's a tease. All right? So, and I want to see if you'll agree with this. But uh, I want to get to the poll stuff. So yesterday, if you, you heard the, um, the press conference, of course, polls revealed that he's got no master quarterback plan yet um, and that he's still communicating with Justin Fields um, about uh, keeping him posted if he does decide uh, to trade him. If you, if you, I don't know if you are keeping tabs of this on the betting boards, but briefly yesterday they took down the odds on DraftKings. Um, it was taken off the board for a little bit. Now it's back up on. How have the odds changed? I think Atlanta has become an even bigger favorite. So Atlanta's the favorite. Are the Bears second again like they were previously? And then it's the Steelers? I have not checked. It, wasn't yeah, it, it wasn't goes, it Falcons, Bears, Steelers? Yeah, right now it's Falcons, Bears, Steelers, and then I think Raiders are fourth. Okay. I, I was talking to someone the other day that said, don't be shocked if it ends up being the Raiders. Really? And I was With Kelsey. With and I was like, so, come on, really? What, 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 what would all the Fields fans who have been blasting oh, Getsy then that say? Was, that was kind of the about, conversation. About, yeah. oh, yeah. Getsy this, Getsy that. Yeah. And Getsy's the one who then gets him. Maybe yeah, their relationship wasn't as bad as you think. Yeah, No, I think the relationship between the two of them, I've never heard that it was bad. Like, I think that there was mutual respect and they liked each other. Um. Obviously, there was some discontent because you could you heard it in some of the players and some of the tweets. I think Demarcus Walker tweeted something about it after the season. Yeah, uh, I think DJ. DJ you know, there was something, something that you could it. have yeah. discerned. Yeah. Um, so, so Paul said he'd let, like. I, this is the big thing. Like he has said a lot that he wants to do this sooner rather than later. It just depends on what opportunities pop up. Um, I will say this. Um, I think you guys know me uh, well enough now. I do, if we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. And I thought this was telling, too, again, on the timeline, that he wants to do this quickly. Tomorrow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, no, before no, free agency? Or, I would love to know as soon as possible. Right. I, mean, I mean, I would love to know. Um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking, um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like I want to do right by him. Um, and I know, again, living in that gray space, you would want to do something sooner rather than later. Um, but just like I talk about with contracts, it takes two teams to figure that out. Um, but at the same time, we're also trying to figure out the draft process as well. So there's a lot of different things with different timelines going, and that's what makes it a little. Isn't making that trade a win-win-win? And by win-win-win, I mean it benefits the Bears because you can move forward and start your focus. You know how much draft currency you have. You can now focus on your number one selection and you can move forward with everything. It benefits the team that you would trade him to because now you have that piece in place before free agency and before the draft takes place. And you could allow that team to start the process of building with him or getting him involved in what is going on. 
And it benefits Justin to know where he is going to go sooner rather than later. So, like, to trade him sooner rather than later is a win-win-win. It win, sure. it's, 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 and it beats free agents. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then last one before we play then our a conversation. If you missed it from yesterday, we were on late and after the White Sox game, so you may not have heard it. And it's building off of this. We tried not to be repetitive over the stuff that he said at the podium. This was uh, taking in all, all the Bears players, as we know, love Justin. He is, he's done the work. He has been a really, really good leader. He has not been put in the best situation. All the reasons why he has been beloved inside that locker room, and it's something that Ryan Poles is taking into account. You know, he's a leader. Every, everything our guys have said is true, and not surprised our guys have said what they have said. I feel the same way. Um, and I think sometimes this whole thing gets, you know, Justin versus another person. Um, and I have to look at it a little bit differently. I take that into effect. That's why the person is so important when we evaluate other people that would come in that position. Um, but also, it's my job to think of the long term. And, and a lot of our guys kind of don't don't see that. That's not their, their job to do that. And they defend their guy, which I think speaks volume, volumes about our culture and our locker room. I mean, right. you've made big trades before. Would that cause a, is there anxiety that comes with that for someone who didn't have to deliver that sort of news? No, because I have faith. Um, in our ability to communicate with our guys. Um, and when we do that, I think they'll know that it's in the best interest of of the team. And I think as we've moved along here, I think the, the, the trust factor is there, that they're in good hands with however we decide to. Kind of- so there was uh, Ryan Poles. That, that was one of the, there was three things that were said yesterday. I think a couple by the, by the general manager, one by the head coach that resonated with me. And, and, and that was one of them. The other one is, is, and you'll hear it is, is in response to your question about falling in love with one person and stopping the process. And then the last thing was the head coach talking about the important qualities of a quarterback. So there were some things yesterday, while you could, you could interpret what transpired is a whole lot of nothing was said. I think you can, if you kind of just focus on certain things, you can glean some stuff. All right, so this was our conversation with Ryan Poles building off of all of this when he joined us on the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline. Let's start with the darts and the putt-putt. We're, we're <laughs> heading out there on, on Wednesday night, and we're broadcasting there on Thursday. A, mm-hmm. do you still have the darts and the putt-putt? And we're bringing Jenga for our broadcast to loosen up some of our guests. Do you there like you that call to uh, loosen up our guests? I do. I do. I think that'll add to uh, a little bit of the stress. But as long as you kind of make it fun, I think uh, that'll, that'll help the, the situation out. Let guys kind of chill out a little bit. Did, did, do you have a new system this year with regard to getting you know th- what you need from, from these prospective players? Yeah, in terms of the interviews, um, yeah. that's been going really well. So far, we started last night, um, had a good group. It was D-line and, and linebackers, uh, mostly D-line for us. And uh, we had some of the best interviews I've had in a very long time with guys just you know, being themselves and showing their personalities and what their makeup is and you know why they play the game the way that they do. So it's been going really well. So uh, we heard your press conference, um, and and obviously we know you don't have the quarterback situation known as of yet. One thing that caught my ear was that you have communicated to Justin's camp. 
What 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 has been the main thing that you have told Justin in his camp? Yeah, just give him a heads up of you know this situation um, is difficult um, because you know I mentioned uncertainty and, and living in the gray is is hard. Um, no one wants to go through that for a long period of time. Um, but I gave my word that we'd be transparent and, and communicate along the way. Um, and I've talked to his team about that as well um, as things come together and in whatever direction that is, um, we'll let them know. Um, and that's, that's the, to me, it's a sign of respect for Justin because of how he's always handled his position and what he means to, to our team. So I want to do right by him and, and uh, what is it, a challenging time for him and his family. Has he been frustrated at all, Ryan? No, Justin's so poised and takes it one day at a time. Um, you know, even he's mentioned like he understands the business and, and these difficult difficult calls and situations. Um, and Justin's always been himself, um, and that's that's something we all value in the organization as well. So um, everything has stayed positive to this point. It, it, Ryan, where are you at personally on this in this process with regard to a, a, this really big decision? Do you have a specific timeline for this decision, or is the timeline fluid in your in your your opinion? Yeah, the t- timeline's fluid. I think it's important to gather as much information as possible. Um, you know, it's almost like a two-minute drill. You don't want to rush and make mistakes, but you do have to have a sense of urgency to you. Um, definitely going to lean on my team as well as, as we gather information, kind of discuss those things. Um, but I also think there's an instinct to it too, um, where you feel like there's a situation that hits you the right way. Um, if that's for or against the situation. Um, and when it's you kind of get that internal green light, then, then you act on it. That's why I've always kind of lived life but also how I've operated as, as a general manager as well. So we'll continue to do that, and um, hopefully you know, things will continue to be positive. Obviously, it's a very big decision. Uh, do you look at this impending QB situation decision as a career-defining decision? And, and do you feel any pressure? How much pressure do you feel associated with having to make this decision? No, oddly enough, and I think it's just because of the group of people I have around me um, and some of the experience that I've gone through in the past, um, I feel feel really good about the situation. There's a level of, of confidence and poise um, as we go about this. Um, I know, shoot, I was at the Blackhawks game the other day, and I, I heard uh, basically a debate in the middle of the lobby with about 100 people of what we should do, which I find fascinating. And I love the energy that our fans bring. Um, but the one thing is that, you know, I don't move in fear of, of getting it wrong. You know, I really focus on uh, getting this thing right. So, um I got a ton of confidence that everything's going to work out the way it's supposed to. When when you hear that, uh, do do they see you, or or are you just kind of eavesdropping? Um, that Bears fans are just talking about this. Oh, they see me. They see me. All right. Um, so yeah, I, I was I was getting everyone's opinion uh, on Sunday. I love that. I love that that you're not running from it. And you know something that you said about your team. And and I'm going back to the Kansas City days because this story has always stuck with me that uh, Brett Veach knew that Patrick Mahomes had to pass the Andy Reid test, that he had to go through the hours of sitting with Andy Reid and going through the whiteboard, and and then Andy Reid gave the famous thumbs up. So who is important to you to, to pass the test of whoever it is, whether it's Justin, whether it's Caleb, whether it's Drake May, someone else, 
Who's the guy that you're leaning on, Ryan, to pass that test? Yeah, we got a unique group um, from a leadership standpoint, from a makeup standpoint. Um, obviously, myself and my team lean on them, but that's where Flus is special. Um, he understands makeup that it takes to be special in this league. Um, from an offensive standpoint, in terms of the base of knowledge, the skill set, um, the recall, um, all of that, you know, heavily lean on on Shane and and Thomas Brown. Um, those guys are um, going to be be huge uh, for that buy-in too, because I, I want as those guys walk into their room, um, I want them to you know be confident in them and, and have a part of this process too. Um, so, and we've we've had the discussion with Justin, and we know his makeup, and and Shane and those guys have watched him and know what he's capable of too. So. We just got to balance those two things and, and, and see what puts us in a situation where we can win championships and sustain success for a long time. Yeah, Ryan, you guys obviously got it right out in KC years ago. What did you learn through the process of evaluating Patrick Mahomes, then drafting him, and then, uh, equally important, developing him? When you put it all under the microscope, what did you learn there that maybe you could use going forward here in Chicago? Yeah, the one thing we talk about a lot and you hear it in scouting circles sometimes is, you know, what what can he do? What can a player do um, in terms of their skill? Um, and then where's their struggles at and can you improve that? Um, and those conversations with our coach, can we improve, you know, these three things? Because if we can do that paired with what his strengths are, um, you might have something special there. Um, so that, that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, infrastructure. Um, infrastructure to support and give – a quarterback confidence um that that's important as well um you know shoot uh, i'll go back to just watching matt ryan you know one of my roommates i think his first pass against Detroit was like a 75 yard touchdown his career just like took off from there um pat waited a year uh really to the end of that that first season against denver and had success and it took off from there so having infrastructure around them making sure that they're comfortable in what they're doing um, those are all important pieces um that you got to have in place to have success and have a guy grow. You mentioned Shane. Um, how did you come to the conclusion that he was your guy as the offensive coordinator? And then on top of that, what impact or level of input will he have in your decision at the quarterback position? Yeah, uh, alignment's important for us. Um, so he's going to be a part of the process with Matt and I, um, as well as the, the rest of our front office. Um, because, like I said, I, I want complete buy-in and alignment uh, so we can develop a guy to the maximum potential. I want everyone to see the ceiling, um, if that's the route that we go. And, and that's really for anybody. Uh, that's for Justin, too. Um, and I think the first question you cut out there a little bit was, uh, what about Shane was, was unique? And I think yeah. his ability to tie the, the run and the pass game together um, in his presentations and from our background, um, that's important. It, it creates... Uh, really alignment in your, your play calling. Um, and, and that's really good. The teaching, he, he's an unbelievable communicator and how he blocks things together so guys can understand what's going on and, and they can play fast. So all of those things were really important to us, and, and he nailed it. Ryan, after, after talking to whoever you talk to, and if you love a player at number one, does it matter what an offer would be for number one? Would you stick with that player? Um, I think if it gets to the point where someone were to check all of those boxes that you believe, you know, put a guy in a situation to be, you know, special, um, yeah, I think you, you try to shut down the whole thing. Um, 
there's always some strategy in that as well. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of see how this this thing plays out. But yeah, all of those things are going to affect how we move forward. Have you uh, have you had to change rooms this year? Are you getting knocks <laughs> on your door? I'm still hiding out. I got a good spot, and uh, I'm excited about that. I have a uh, I haven't told anybody this yet, but um, I have some free evenings uh, later in the week. Um, that uh, I got a golf simulator in my in my suite this year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> living large, you know, full golf simulator. Yeah, I, is it a good thing or a bad thing to be the most popular guy in Indy for the second consecutive year? Nah, you know, there's, it's opportunity, right? Um, with opportunity comes some of these um, stresses, if you want to call it that. Um, you're in high demand. People, you know, want to know what you're thinking. Uh, they want to meet with you. Um, they want to see where you stand in terms of are you, you staying still, are you moving, who you're trading, who you're not trading. Um, it's just part of the deal. It comes with the territory. Um, and because of the opportunity that it does bring, you know, it's it's something that we'll, you know, take advantage of and, and enjoy while we're, we're in this situation. And hopefully this presents us with, with uh, you know, talent that's going to change this organization and, and allow us to, to reach that that last game of the year and, and bring home a trophy. Will your performance with the golf simulator in any way, shape, or form affect your decision-making the following day? <laughs> no, no, not at all. It's just a stress reliever to let me relax my mind for a little bit. Gotcha. Ryan, we, we really appreciate the time. Good luck, and hopefully we'll run into you in Indy and we'll play around to Jenga, okay? Sounds good. I'll be, I'll be ready. That's what we're bringing. We're, we're going to try and loosen up some of the uh, movers and shakers. Yeah, it's kind of a uh, it's weird. Off. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of a weird Django game, but we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so that's Ryan Poles. If you want to react, 312-332-3776. The Bears are reportedly going to speak to Caleb Williams tonight. He spoke with Pete Thamel, who covers college football for ESPN, and he said some interesting things. It's the first time really he has publicly talked about the Bears. Like, there's been a lot of stuff through people, camps, Colin Coward, about whether or not he would be in favor of playing for the Bears. Um, he talked uh, openly about that possibility. We'll tell you what he said. And uh, if you want to weigh in about this, 332 3776. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hope your Wednesday is going well. Off to uh, Indy we go after the show. A lot going on. The Bears are expected to talk to Caleb Williams tonight. That's tonight? I think tonight. That's what's being reported sometime Maybe, today. Any chance that there's uh, they, they get in front of the uh, golf simulator and have a conversation? I saw no? John Greenberg tweet, uh, if they offer him darts or the golf simulator, oh, going for- it's a red flag if he doesn't throw the darts. I, what's his rationale? Really? That, I don't uh, know. That he's a quarterback? He's got to throw darts? 
Yeah, I, 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 I'm not, not connecting those dots. Combine. Yeah, I would, I would say, look, I'm not thrown in the combine. Right. I'm resting my arm. I'm right. not thrown to the pro day. Let's go play golf. I, that's what I think the right move is. I choose not to throw. I would, and also if I'm Caleb, I'm saying like I don't throw darts. That right. connotates that I'm just you know right. taking chances and throwing things to the wind. No, I'm, I'm no, I want to play golf. I don't know what to, you know, throwing a dart at something kind of, so it's like close your eyes and throw a dart and hope you hit something, right? Or do you take it the other way and say, listen, I, you know what? Let's throw darts because I throw darts every Saturday. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm do you not have, sure. Do you, I mean, I'm, like, I think is that is, a lose? Is that, is it, do you have anything to gain by I that? don't think you have anything to gain by doing either. But I don't know. I don't know what the, uh, I don't know. I did read, though, that the putt putt and darts thing is—it sounds like it's standard for this organization going it's, forward. It, it, well, it's they, part had, of the, they had a pretty good draft. They did. Status quo. I mean, keep keep the same process going because they had an excellent draft. Yeah. So there's two really good articles for for everyone to really get after about Caleb Williams if you want to read about him and what one is his first real public interview regarding the draft process. He's going to speak on Friday. We're looking forward to attending that. Uh, during a press conference setting. So that will be interesting. Uh, but he did this interview with Pete Thamel. There's another one that he did with The Athletic, or not an interview, but one that they wrote with The Athletic. It's Kaylin Kaler, where she did a, a, a piece about the brand and how much involvement his, his dad, Carl, is involved and and just how much and it sounds a lot like Lavar Ball. It's to me like and a lot of people in the comment section wrote that too. Just how much impact he's making and how much he wants to move the needle. Uh, how much that's like and again like the question becomes with some of these scouts and and decision makers is how much is Caleb his own man versus how much uh, his dad is impacting all of these decisions. Yeah, I, that's something that probably is going to be asked by Ryan Poles and his crew. I kind of liked what I saw. Look, look I'm not going overboard I, you know, with all of the fluff and stuff. I liked what he had to say. It doesn't sound to me like he's not his own man. He sounds like he's got his own thoughts and his own perspective and his own everything. But the reality is in 2024, with NIL having blossomed over the course of the last couple of years, these guys are brands. And they treat it as a business as much as, I think, uh, on one of his social media accounts, isn't it listed, I'm a business man, not yes, a business I heard man. I Cap say that but the a other business day. man. Like, this is the reality. As long as I'm comfortable with his dedication, I want someone who loves the sport. We had this conversation last year about Jalen Carter and other people. If, if, if these prospects, the guys I'm interviewing, love to play football, and this is their singular focus, I'm cool with that. If they also want to enhance their brand, that's part of the 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 atmosphere now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like this is this is a, an opening statement on a central casting for his interview regarding the Bears. After all the bluster regarding he may not want to play in Chicago, if you could write a script or say like a summary for you declaring that you don't mind or you like Chicago. This is what you would write. 
Former USC quarterback Caleb Williams deeply admires Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, and loves deep dish pizza, he told ESPN, and would be excited if the Chicago Bears take him number one overall in the 2024 NFL draft. Like, right? I mean, like, if if you wanted to sum up a paragraph and to feed the... The, the masses, the yes. The masses. Okay, we got to say... We love Michael Jordan. We love Walter Payton. We love deep dish pizza. Yes. And we are cool with the Bears. You've just given the Bears fan base red meat that they're going to just devour. Yes. In a positive way. And, like, again, I'm not, again. I, I, my I, important, I, but my, the things that, it, that make me happy are I, I'm excited to play for the Bears if they pick me. I want to be a generational yes. guy or however he goes on to say you know, the impact he wants to have in the National Football League, constantly referencing to wanting to win. Like, if his dad and his group of advisors and lawyers want to focus on building his brand, great. But I want my quarterback to be focused on winning football games, and there's nothing that I have read or heard that would make me feel that, that football isn't a top priority. Yeah, like you said the word fluff. All of this is fluff. Um, and, and all that matters if he could play. There are some things, though, that you do take away more than others from this piece, like the quote that you just referenced. This is what I've been preparing for my whole life. Since I was 10 or 11, this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. At that age until now, it basically feels like your whole life. I'm excited. I'm ready to get back on a football team around my teammates, around my brothers, my new brothers now. Like, the thing that I've heard about... Caleb Williams, you know, and there's been a lot of, again, rumors, a lot of bluster out there regarding what kind of teammate he is. I've always heard that football has come first to him. Like what, whatever you hear about NIL, whatever you hear about the endorsements, whatever you've heard about him is that he does love playing football. He loves working at it. He loves practicing. He loves studying football. I think you could argue that the ball kids you know, if you reference, you know, Lamar Ball or who was LeVar. it? LeVar Ball. His kids were were gym rats and they were, you know, focused on being great basketball players. So you can have both. And they were completely different than their dad. Correct. Just because LeVar had all that, they were their own guys. Right. As long as this young man's focus, as he's telling you, is and as you said, he's been building for this moment since he was a young teenager. Yes, he's had he's had dreams about being a star NFL quarterback. And if if if, if pops wants to build your brand over here, God bless him and God bless you. Right, you stay focused, winning. And guess what happens if you go out on the football field and excel and become that quote unquote generational quarterback? You make dad's job a whole lot easier. Yeah. Here's a quote. If I get drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited, he said. If they draft, if, if they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm going to be as excited. Speaking about Chicago, they have a talented team, a talented offense and defense. For anyone to be in that situation, I think they'd be excited. Yeah. And not only do you have the foundation this year that is more attractive than it has been the last couple of years, you've got draft currency, you've got cap space. So, and again, as we've said a million times, this is this is kind of a, a unique situation for a first overall pick. They won seven games last year. They didn't make the postseason, but usually when you are getting selected first overall, you're going to a team that has won two or three games and is in a desperate situation. 
I wouldn't classify the Bears as in a desperate situation. I would I would classify them in an improve as an improving situation with the arrow pointing in the right direction. Uh, he said, "I'm not pushing any agenda." At the end of the day, the Bears have the last say. Regardless of how I feel, I'm not pushing an agenda of, yeah, I want to go or no, I don't want to go. I'm excited for whatever comes. So he's not dictating any sort of thing. Like, I'd rather go to Washington or I'd rather go to Chicago. I'm going to do whatever the league, wherever the league Tells me I'm drafted. That's where I'm playing. Yeah, I'm comfortable with, you know, again, I'm on the outside looking in, but I'm comfortable how this is being represented with regard to his interest and his accepting of playing in Chicago if drafted first overall. I don't, as Ryan Pohl said yesterday, he doesn't have any concern about that. Why should I? Um, so he says, Williams has said that he's been to Chicago once. He's heard good things about the rowdiness of Bears fans and has gone down the video rabbit hole studying both Jordan and Peyton, two of the city's most iconic athletes. Quote, I'm 22. I didn't really get to see those players, Williams says. As the saying goes, the legends live on. That's my goal of playing football. It's not money. It's not fame. It's to be immortal. I want to reach that sense of being a legend, being at the table and having a rightful seat through hard work and energy and time I've put into this game and that we all love. It's appealing to be in a city like that with legends that you looked up to reach for the standard they set and try to do anything to get there. Sounds like he's got his priorities, you know, in the right spot and his, you know, his situation is it it sounds fine to me. Like a thumbs up, like nothing that I've heard gives, you know, leaves me with any type of trepidation or I don't I don't hear or read or see any red flags. Doesn't mean there aren't any, but it all sounds positive to me. I, the one thing that I've learned. Yeah, and the one thing that I've learned about Eberflus and, and polls is they care about guys who want to care about football first. They care about guys who want to practice hard and play hard. You know what I mean? Like, that's how they've drafted. That's why they shied away from Jalen Carter. It wasn't just about the car thing. It was because they didn't think that Jalen Carter really cared about football first. That he didn't, that wasn't his first priority. And, like, it's it, everything that I've heard about Caleb Williams, it sounds like that is his first priority. It doesn't mean that he's going to become some. Fantastic multi-time All-Pro quarterback in the league. That's not what I'm suggesting, but um, I'm completely content with what I've heard. The small amount that has leaked out or come out—not leaked out, but has come out—I'm I'm very comfortable with it as a Bears fan. Hearing what he says, Roy in Belmont Heights here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Roy? Hey, what's up, uh, Sylvie? Hey, Tommy, happy belated birthday, man! I tried Thank wishing you. you last week, Thank but you, uh, the, the lines were jam-packed. Hey, so with the uh, NFL Combine upon us and the draft, are you guys in or out on Justin Fields? Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys have come out on the record, but are you guys in or out on Fields? What does that mean, in or out? Uh, do you want him going, as your quarterback going into the next season to the future, or are you ready uh, to move on from him? I, I am comfortable if, again, the, the background information comes back the way that they hope it does. I'm comfortable moving on. Um, I, I've said it all a lot. I, I think he's been an improved quarterback. I think he does some nice things, but I haven't seen enough good consistently to maintain the arc there on. 
considering they have the first overall pick. So if it all checks out with your investigation of, of Caleb Williams and you're comfortable with him as a person, not just a player, I'm comfortable with them moving on. Yeah, same here, Tommy. Go Bears. Go Bears. And, and, and like, I feel the same way. And, like, what I've continued to say, I'm in on the Bears winning. So, yes. and the Bears getting it right. If Paul says we've checked out everything, we'd rather keep Justin and get the haul. If that's the right move, ultimately, in two years, I hope that's the right move. Well, Dude, Ryan Poles has has like concerns or trepidations right. about any of these prospects, and there is, you know, there there is any doubt in his mind. Then you should move forward with Justin and trade the pick. I didn't. The one thing that I did not hear yesterday from Ryan Poles was, I still really love Justin Fields, and he can still be our quarterback. Did you ever hear him say, while he says he likes the leadership, did you ever hear him say yesterday, guys, Justin can still be our quarterback? I don't, I, no, I don't think I heard that. I heard or I read somewhere where maybe it was Albert Breer or someone that says they believe they can win with Justin, but the opportunity to draft Caleb Williams, a player that they think may have a higher ceiling, they can't pass up. Right, right. Like, I think I never that's, heard that's Ryan as close say, as, No, I haven't. Like, I haven't you know, guys, hey, guys, Justin can still be our guy. Justin, can, guys, like, we're not, we're not, nothing is settled. Justin can still be our guy. It was all about if we choose to trade him, if we choose to trade him. There was never, hey, let's, let's slow down. We could still, we could still roll with Justin. We could still win right. with Justin. There was no talk about that yesterday. My, my lean and heavy lean is to trade Justin and to draft the best quarterback that they choose. But I'm about getting this right, whatever, whatever that move is. Yeah, I don't think that you just casually draft somebody first overall, hoping beyond hope that he develops into a superstar. No, what you do is you do all of the evaluation and you come to the conclusion with conviction and confidence that this guy is a better player and has a greater upside and can take you somewhere that your current quarterback can't. And if that is the conclusion up at Hallis Hall, I implore them to make that pick. Like, that's, to me, the right decision. As I've said a thousand times, if there is any doubt at all, then I wouldn't just cross my fingers and draft Caleb Williams and just hope that he becomes a player that reminds me of Patrick Mahomes. No, you have to be convinced that he is a better option than the current quarterback that you have. Uh, And and to me, that's why I said I think the the, the evaluation process, the decision is simple. The the evaluation process is detailed, but to me, the the situation or the the solution is simple or the, the decision. If he's a better better option than Justin you 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 project that he's a better option and you think he can take you somewhere that Justin can't it's a pretty simple decision in my book 3323776 if you want to discuss with us and Barstool Big Cat joins us at 4 Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. So Tyler said earlier today, there Eric does these great 
videos that you see from the ESPN Chicago social media sites, uh, ESPN Chicago on Twitter, ESPN Chicago on uh, Instagram. If you're not following us, make sure you are. Um, and uh, today's question that will be coming out, I don't know, I don't know if it's out yet. I don't know if you answered this, Waddle. Maybe you, you didn't because you're a former athlete. So what can you do currently that's, that, that you can do better than any other ESPN 1000 host at a combine event? Oh. Well, mostly you could probably run a better 40-yard dash than me. No, what can you do better than all the other? Well, ESPN that's what I'm saying. If he hosts. said he, if he said that you know he could run faster than anyone, I mean, I you could definitely run faster than me, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. But what can you do better? Uh, vertical jump. Yep. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. that was just mm-hmm. good. That was a good guess. Really? You think for your vertical? What's your vertical? Can you dunk? No, I used to be able to touch the backboard though. Timeout. Timeout. The backboard's like a foot lower than the rim. No, it's not. How much lower is the backboard than the rim? No, there's like some grade schools or high schools that have like the really droopy backboard. Right, yeah. No, I'm talking about like a real backboard. Is that code for something? The droopy droopy backboard. backboard. So what would you say your your, your vertical jump is in inches? I have no idea. I, you think I walk around measuring my vertical jump Whoa, right time now? Out. You, you, you th- this about was, it. Yeah, this no, was your I flex. Just, I sized up the rest of the competition and said, well, you know first what? I of think all, I can jump not, all these people. Yerk's vertical is not going to. All right, you so know, there's one down. I, I, my vertical is yeah, at not this me point, anymore. No, I, I mean, there was a time where I, I could. I still think you could give Tyler a run for no, his money. No, no, not on vertical no, jump. No, no way. I can't now. About, like, didn't you see? Black? I was at your house, and I, I and I couldn't dunk the basketball on your kid's eight foot rim. I think Black may be the no, only Black's one. That, stiff. No, Black's, but oh, really? Wow. Black's stiff. What, what, yeah. what do you mean by that? He's just he's stiff. Stiff with the body. Yeah, those I are have never. Words. I, I got to be honest with you, Tyler. I've never seen. I'm not saying you. You may be the world's greatest athlete. I don't think I've ever seen you in action athletically. So you I wouldn't have. That? I would have. What do you want me to do? Would you want to change that? What was that? I don't know. Was that a, I'm not. It wasn't a challenge. He's I'm so not combative play, today. What is he? I'm not, I'm not looking to play one on one. I'm just saying, like I, I don't have an educated guess because I've never seen you. I guess I've. Yeah. Can you out jump Zetterman? Zetterman will definitely come here Zetterman and puff seems, out his bird chest and tell you that you yeah, can't. Zetterman seems springy, seems springy, but there's no there's it was no leg host. muscle. It was host at ESPN, right? Okay, Zetterman's not a host but at ESPN. Zetterman, right. By the way, Zetterman doesn't have the power in his lower body. He from also the thinks leg he's muscles. some sort of Iron Man too. Like, I bet you he thinks he could out jump you. He thinks he can beat everyone here in basketball. No chance. It didn't work for uh, Kansas last night, no, did it? No. It, Tough for him and Potten. So uh, listen, you know what? At the next break, I want to see how high you yeah, can jump let's, up. Let, and, let's and, go on and, the wall, and then yeah. we'll measure. That's how they okay. do it at the combine. Yeah, I well, can touch the ceiling in here. What? Yeah, it's not very. It's not like super oh, high, but yeah, I uh, can we'll too. We'll like it's that. like twelve inches higher you're than where taller you're than me. Yeah, this is going to no, be but, interesting. But you know how you do it? You you reach you where reach, your fingertips your go, hand right here. and you measure where your That's fingertips right. go, and then right. and then you jump. I've always yeah. wanted to use that device too. Yeah, it just seems seems fun. Right now, would you take I'm in a jeans swing? Right now too. Like what's what's the process there? What do you mean? Take a like if sometimes if you take a big swing that would that ruins your jump, doesn't it? Oh, he'd like to be in a big swing. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I don't think I can touch it. You don't think you can touch it? 
I feel pretty confident oh, yeah. I can Waddle's touch this. In we got to do it in old. here where the cameras are. You get to do this, right? Yeah, you get the... Waddle's oh. jumping. Waddle just... Oh, I, right? think he, I, I think you he blew his... Like, well, you also went for what like... Happened? What happened? I heard a lot of ruckus yeah, going like on. A, he, he went I for like the vent thing. That thing's probably sharp. Why yeah. would you go for that instead of the cutters just came out? See, see, see what you can do. I if I can get that, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna blow out your Achilles. Do it. Don't. All right. Let's see it right now. Yeah, I, now oh, Tyler's jumping. I don't know what, but but you're not jumping in front of the camera. What, what's the point over there? Jump oh in here. Measure on the TV. Can you go? I did really think I did. Wait, wait, what kind? What kind of form are you doing there? Oh, he got it. He got it. That was weird form. You had your 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 hands together. Hey, it worked. He got it. Good Lord, he was going to. It worked. I think I hurt myself. I'm in jeans too. All right. I don't know what that was. We should do some combine drills. We could be the least athletic oh, yeah. station in the entire world. Well, he's young. We're old. He should be. That was weird form that Tyler exhibited, though. That was. He was. That like, doesn't look like a guy who does have a good vertical jump. I was a long jumper in uh, in high school and a triple jumper. You I were was a, a triple long jumper. Oh, the triple jumper. That you want to talk about a way to wreck your knee? Yeah. Be a triple jumper. Wow. They. I didn't know they had triple jump in high school. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right. Barstool Big Cat joins us next. Ouch.